On this episode of Intent Topics, we're going to take a deep dive into what intent data actually is. Hey, what's up, Logan? How's it going, man? Cracking, dude. Oh, not a lot, not a lot. You ready to rip today? I am. Crush it. Sweet. Sweet, sweet. So today, let's do a deep dive into intent data. Uh, sure. I, I want to do that because because we're finding that's a key differentiator in our lead generation business, right? And it's what makes us a lot different from other lead generation uh, companies. Yeah. Um, you know, so so, so our, our key differentiator is really this intent data plus our ability to apply you know human hustle to do this kind of one to one outreach via whether it's email or calling or, or chat, right? And so I just want to establish a better understanding of how we use the data and more about what the data is um, and to make our clients successful. You want to jam on that? Yeah, dude. I think it's important. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. So let's yeah, yeah. start with let's start with what is intent data? Let's start with like a high level overview. Let's kind of umbrella this thing and then we'll dive deeper. So so yeah, cool. What do you think? Cool. Yeah. So Every time I, you know, every time we, we do this fit analysis with all of our clients, right? So, or, mm-hmm. or all of our prospects that, you know, get right. to that stage uh, where we take a few hours with, with our yeah. teams, our, our data and our content teams to basically say, you know, on a scale of one to a hundred, is this a good fit customer? Right. Yeah, yeah, and, yep. and, and what we're looking for, and I think this is an important piece of intent data is, are there signals that show us what's going on inside of a company? that we can then speak to or build a sales outreach strategy that isn't that's outbound but it's still assimilating into a process that's currently happening inside of a company for instance a company is researching say human capital management yep. what are some of the signals that we or what are some of the pieces of content or what are some of the keywords that we will be looking for or that that show us that that company is currently researching a specific yeah. topic. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. intent data. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So, so generally, there's there's kind of three types of intent data, right? So there's there's first party data, and so this is information a business will observe and collect in their interactions with customers, prospects, web visitors, and this is our these are all interactions with their website maybe email sending and social channel channels, right? <clears throat> and so savvy marketers, they'll use this to segment communications, do lead scoring and create effective workflows. That's kind of like standard, like marketing practices, right? Like that's what pretty much everyone's doing at this point. The next would be second party data, right? Sure. Um, and this is like first party intent data, but it's collected by another company, right? So like, it's like Google AdWords or Facebook or, or, or whatever, right? And the premise here is to observe the actions taken everywhere on the internet, not just on a single site or a network of sites. But then there's third-party intent data, and that's what we're talking about today, right? So why don't you dive into the, the kind of the, what third-party intent data is, right? Because it is kind of evolving daily, right? It's, I almost call it the Wild West, right? There's, it's sure. every day, there's new sources of data coming out. And there's kind of three types of intent data. Why don't you talk to those? Yeah, so so let's back up to second party intent data. So and and first party intent data. So what we are looking for in 
third-party intent data is all the things that you get by like understanding the data, the content that somebody's looking at on on your own website or or a collection of landing pages or whatever, and then yeah. all the the good stuff you get to see, you know, what keywords are effective, these kinds of things in in yeah. second-party intent data. Mm-hmm. Third-party gets scale, and then you you get to start to see like AI, machine learning, mm-hmm. starting to and algorithms like aggregating this data and and not just like spinning it back and and this is what i love about like 2019 where we are now it's like that data is not just coming back to you in this like raw output of like here's all the stuff people are looking at in the market what we're starting to see from data providers is really insightful um like readouts of this data so it's like this particular person location account we'll talk about that in a second mm-hmm. is is researching these particular topics right or or these particular pieces of content and because of that based on our algorithms we believe that they are researching x topic right. um and that that's where i think having a good grasp on first party data and if you you know depending on the sophistication of the company having a good grasp on your second party intent data it it really becomes powerful. Now, let let's sort of set B two B intent data because that's what we're talking about here. Aside, mm-hmm. right. anybody who has ever been on a website and then gone to Facebook as a as a person, like you're in your private life, you're a consumer, right? Has yep. experienced like where intent data. Uh, is but like where Facebook and Google and retargeting and affinity audiences and in-market audiences on all these cool platforms that are B2C, mm-hmm. they were here like in like 2005. Right. So intent data is awesome. It's powerful. It's solving for problems that don't exist in the B2C world. Right. But third-party intent data is beginning to um, allow sales leaders, uh, marketers in that B2B space to start to have much more intelligent conversations. It's never going to be as easy as B2C marketing is. Right. So, so like B2B is just now catching up to it and it's a lot more complicated, right? And, yes. Yes. But, but like to bring it to the B2C, I think like an example of this would be say I'm uh, researching on Airbnb a yeah. vacation or something and within minutes seconds i switch to a different platform and there they are serving the exact same list it's, it's this cross-platform observation of what i'm looking into right and that's right. where that's where the shift is moving into because that would be a lot easier if, if everyone was doing business like you know the same way we were as consumers right but it's a lot more complicated right, right? And you're, you're talking about yeah. the enterprise and the ip addresses are different and what people are searching is different and the problems being solved are different but yeah, that's yeah. kind of the analogy I would use that helped me well, understand this early on, right? Yeah. So I think that's but, – but now let's add the complexity of, of B2B. So like yeah. I can go on LinkedIn mm-hmm. for Union like right yep. now off this podcast. Yep. I can yep. take a pixel from LinkedIn. I can put it on the website on, on unionresolute.com yep. and we can retarget people who have been to our site, right? Totally. Yep. So the idea here is we need to – with with intent data, we need to start to look at at B two B data 
with yeah. a respect for the complexity. It's not a straight line, right? You're right, right, right. If, yeah. if you retarget somebody who's been on your website, you might be retargeting the executive assistant mm-hmm. of the CEO who does not want to see that in their LinkedIn newsfeed. Well, yeah, so, yeah. It, and so now this is where we get into the third party intent data. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, was, so yeah, real quick. So one thing I say is like, so with like the B2C, it's like one to one, right? Like the, what, what, yes. what's happening yes. with me is going to be different from my wife, different with you, right? Like, uh, whereas when you're looking at B2B, B2B, like you have different people with different roles in the company and, and you like to use the word um, uh, altitude. altitude, right? So so like there's that whole extra like dynamic uh, or dimension of what's going on. Yes. Yes. Rather than just like basically what I'm doing on my phone on the couch, right? Right. Uh, right. After work. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Got it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So cool. yeah. So all right. So let's let's go into the the three types of intent data. Yeah. 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 Go for cool. it. Cool. Sweet. So um, we'll we'll get into kind of the the deeper dive on like how how we use this, but there are three types of intent data that we currently use in our game on a daily basis with all of our clients. Okay. There's Number account one. level and. Number one, account level intent data. So what this means is X company Mm -hmm. is is showing signs of researching for particular topics Mm -hmm. more so than they have been in the past 52 weeks on a scale of zero to 100. Okay. Yep. It's important to note that this is at the account level, the company level, the firm level. So it doesn't care. Whether uh, you know Jack Smith in uh, who works at whatever Coca Cola in Atlanta, right. Right. or John I don't know, Smith in <laughs> Seattle at a Coca Cola plant or whatever yeah. is you know, there, just as a sidebar. There's definitely two John Smiths at Coca Cola. There's got to be. Oh, definitely. I, like yeah, sure. or at least a J Smith. Right, maybe not yeah. John, but but definitely Jay. Okay, so let's use the Coca Cola example, right? So yeah. account level intent data, and don't let this cheap. So if you're listening, while I explain account level intent data, don't let what as we go down in the in the types here, account level intent data. It's not specific to to anything other than the company, but that doesn't mean it's not effective. In fact, in many cases, it's all you need and more effective than the other kinds. Um, right. So, right. so cool. So yeah. now say you have, uh, we move down, we go to location level intent data. Now what we can see is Jack in Atlanta researching certain topics, John in Seattle, not. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to look at, but, but I still don't know who it is. Yep. Okay. So I, and, I can yeah, tell. And, and you could add like, at different locations, maybe they're doing different things, right? Like they're also Coca-Cola, exactly. but they could be different divisions. Who knows, right? Exactly. And exactly. That just helps yeah, you, they, that just helps yeah. you put the puzzle pieces together, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so with this, you can see here's the here's the location. You can't see who they are. Mm-hmm. Then you have contact level intent data. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Contact level intent data. We use it. Um, it's definitely the newest kind. And yep. it's nowhere near as scary. Anybody who's like, oh, it's it's nowhere near as scary as what Facebook and Google are doing to us. Okay. Like this is not like picking up data on your phone and, and geofencing, you know, your right. your daily commute. No. This is right. like you, there are certain websites and certain platforms that people are on that they interact with content 
They've signed mm-hmm. terms and conditions. We get mm-hmm. that data. We can start to understand uh, who they are. Mm-hmm. So we put it together. You got account level intent data, location level intent data, and contact level intent data. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. um, have I have I been clear? or Am I moving too fast? Crystal clear. Gin clear. Yep. Gin clear. It's five Gin o'clock. Clear. Well, that's as clear as it gets, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not after you've had a bunch of gin. <laughs> no, it's about as unclear as it gets. Yeah, yelling okay. at everyone. Yeah, all right. So let's let's kind of go into to how we use these things. All right. So okay. at the end of the day, so for union, right? What we do is sales outreach, one to one. We are looking for conversational, um, personalized, high touch outreach to prospects. So with yeah, that yeah. said, and and if we back up to to the conversation about like, you know, why retargeting is, you know, it's a great marketing tool, but I wouldn't say that like, you know, it it it's not as nuanced sometimes when you use it in the B2B space. It's hard to to get that and it's hard to get the ROI on that. And yeah. and that's why pure B2B companies sometimes don't don't necessarily believe in it unless you got a huge budget. Because if you have a huge budget, just do stuff. Right. Yeah. So, and there's like a high high likelihood or statistically a high likelihood that what you put in front of someone, you know, sure might be the right person. Maybe, maybe the messaging's correct. Yeah. Doubtful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, and if I want somebody, yeah. And that's where like MQLs suck it generally because, you know, a marketing qualified lead, think about this, they go to a site, they download an ebook or whatever. Um, it, it, that just, kind of ignores the nuance of, you know, we need to have the right person involved in the conversation. And that, and just an inbound or a media driven MQL is not necessarily the most effective lead. Media has a place in this, but not, not in actually generating a lead. It's like it's air support, right? Like, and 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 I go so far as saying this could drive more intelligent, uh, productive media, right? Conversation. Oh yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yes. So let's talk, let's talk about like the end result of all of this, whether it's account level, location level, or contact level intent data, the end result is we need to be starting conversations with the right people at the right time. Okay. So when we look at and 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 this is what we're doing is is really working with data providers to understand kind of what what signals are they picking up with uh, picking up for for particular clients and then like you know just because somebody's surging mm-hmm. that means they're doing research that doesn't mean they're having necessarily boardroom conversations so like right. if we think about it you know, when we're having a conversation, we have two other partners in this company, right? So you and I have a conversation about a, you know, mm-hmm. something we want to do. We go out, we research, we we talk to people, blah 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 blah. Now, then, what do we do? We, uh, you know, set up a meeting with our team. We start to have right. conversations. Right. We start to go through a budgeting process. We start. Oh yeah, I all mean- of those things you cannot see inside of a company. Uh, yeah. You know, that's like Watergate stuff, right? And not to mention, not to mention the speed at which we can act as a smaller company compared to, you know, say the Coca-Cola, right? Or even when I was at HubSpot, right? That we'd be trying to improve that. Uh, well, I'd have initiatives. There'd be, there'd be goals I have to improve things. And 
you know, I'd do research, I'd prepare a presentation, I'd, I'd try to get internal buy-in, I'd have to revise it. I mean, I spent, there's a period of my life where I literally tra- walked around with for like six months with this same slide deck, trying to get buy-in, trying to refine it, and it, and it took forever. So the point being, you you have to, just getting the signal alone does not show the actual full story, right? There was just a phase right. of the sales process and these things take time, right? And it has to get to the right, right person, right? And then if I exactly. was in a meeting and somebody knew what I was talking about, they're like, oh yeah, that that's right, right? And so like that needed to be a piece. So selling into something like that requires all these puzzle pieces to understand how to navigate it, right? That makes Exactly, sense. yeah. So let's, yeah, 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 exactly. So let's make it simple. So now once you understand that the company is surging, now you need to understand there's there's certain things that will will give you a pretty good idea of of what's happening. Let's look at right. the structure of the company, right? Do they have particular roles in their company? Do they have like this is easy to do on LinkedIn, it's easy to do in, mm-hmm. in different, you know, an everstring of zoom info, mm-hmm. something like this, right? Like, do they have roles with specific titles yep. that are relevant to you? Yep. Um, how are many they hiring, right? Like are okay, well yeah. they're ramping yeah. up. There's an issue going on where they're hiring actually, sure. like for for example, if they're hiring a bunch of engineers for their internal business systems, okay, well, what are they building? There's probably an opportunity right. there, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So those are different signals, right? Like that's a that's an in, I I we we use this we use uh, hiring as an intent signal as well, right? right. Um, you know, you can glean a lot from somebody's advertising uh, for yeah. you know yeah. employment, right? Yeah. But but what I'm saying is, look at how a, a company is constructed. How many VPs do they have? Do they have VPs of everything or is it like C-level director? Like there's all these different things that you want to start to understand. Mm-hmm. And this is where we want to we want to start to message into a company using like all right, we understand the four or five sort of intent signals that we're getting, 6, 12, whatever whatever it is. Now we build our narrative, right? Yep. What yep. how can we assimilate our client or or union for that matter into that buying cycle by buying process then we need to understand and this takes time what's the typical cycle i mean there's there are companies that we added to our internal sales loft that just this week are ready to have a conversation with us and we added them probably 3 months ago but they've read everything they've been to the website yeah. We, we have that first party data. Yep. So, so, so there's kind of a, a, you know, you need to have that understanding. Then you need to start to understand how are you messaging into specific roles based on the narrative you're trying to build. For instance, C-levels, don't talk about tactics, talk about teams, yeah. right? Your organization, your teams, <laughs> your, your people, right? Your, your North um, Star. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but 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 like the you know the manager the director who's who's like you know probably there's an element of rolling up the sleeves or or an element of of dealing with people who are um, you know yeah. really kind of in the trenches on a daily basis. Yeah. How are they're thinking pull this off, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they're looking at they're looking at a solution in a much different way. Um, you know, arm those people to have conversations that might be above them in the in the uh, organization, but I can tell you there are so many people who look at C levels as if they are the only people that they should talk to. Oh my god! Yeah, top which of is, the food which chain. Is, yeah. yeah, it's crap because yeah. because I can tell you that that like you know um, 
some of the first people, like this is uh, Andrew Grove book, uh, Only the Paranoid Survive, right? Like Intel, right, pretty much had made the transition uh, to, to processors like without the upper level of the company knowing, right? right? Like mm-hmm. they, it kind of happened because these people are making decisions. They're optimizing their, you know, their own units. And so I think it's really important to understand that like a director, a manager, a VP might have more sway in the decision-making process than you would have imagined. Um, it is a complete failure uh, to to say, you know, the C-level is the only person I should be talking about. So, and this is to say, this is where like, you got to be careful with things like location-based intent data, uh, contact level intent data. Like we use it, but use with care because the thing about it is there might be some false signals. Yeah. A center in, you know, for like GE, like Crotonsville, there's like a lot of research going on. That's their center of excellence though, right? right? Like people are going there to research, to have conversations. They're not necessarily making decisions there, right? So I think that that's the, that's the, the piece that people have to really be careful on. You need to get the right signals and then match that to the correct roles. Does this make sense? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. cool. What I am not saying is take an intent feed from an intent data provider, load that into Zoom Info, and then just blast out 10,000 emails a, a week. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying, mm-hmm. just to be clear. Dude, I love it. I love it. So, so talk to talk about like I don't know. I guess what what were the key takeaways? This right. So like, I understand the data. I I think you've done sure. great to explain it. Let's talk about the, the the takeaways, right? Let's assume everyone understands. Like so, cool. yeah, yeah. Give it like cool. one, two, three, three key takeaways with your experience on on Bam. business. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, three takeaways. First one: figure out what's actually predictive. There's a lot of signals that seem cool that might be awesome. You know, you can see who's looking at your competitors. You can see who has these problems. Um, you know, we do things like build the set. This is a different episode, but build, understand the signals that will be predictive to your uh, yeah. outreach. The only way to do that is to get started. The only way to do that is to collect data, but you got to figure out what's actually predictive. Then number two, understand your target roles inside the account. Okay. And number three, strategize on how to build those conversations to be different, mm-hmm. but also with, with the mind that, or, or with keeping in mind that those conversations eventually are going to come different or come, <laughs> come together. Right? right. So like, you know, understand what the roles are. And then, and then at the end of the day, like those people are going to have to talk for a decision to get made. Right, right, right. And so we got to be, you know, you need alignment there. So figure out what's actually predictive, then figure out who you're actually trying to talk to, and then figure out what are you going to say, how do they align, and um, when when the conversations do begin, how do we make sure that that pipeline, you know, that that lead has good velocity right through your pipeline. Okay, so that's take all I got. So nice. Well, this wraps up today's episode of Intent Topics. I'm Chris Battis. And I am Logan Kelly. Thank you so much for listening. 
We will see you next time on Intent Topics. Please give us a five-star review on whatever podcast app you listen on. We'll see you next time. Take care, everyone. See ya.